Welcome, welcome, welcome on this lovely evening or afternoon or morning, wherever you might be listening to. I am Metal Von Sexy. Today, I am joining you on the Janessa and Metal podcast. But sadly today, I am alone, as Gene is currently in the process of moving homes with his wife, and that means that he's really busy right now. Now, that wasn't exactly the best time for me to launch a podcast with him, but oh well, it happens, and he should be back on soon. So in the meantime, it's gonna be just me, your boy, Metal Von Sexy, oh shit, and I forgot, my good friend iMeta is joining me along today. Hi, introduce yourself, Meta. Come on. Well, Tell us. Meta. You're meta. And, uh, yeah, 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 that's it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a, no, no. Um, it's a great introduction. Great intro, right? Just absolutely fantastic. Just gonna make some joke about how me just being chopped liver, like, oh, I'm all alone. There's no guest star. We're, we're just fine. It's just me. But yeah, no, uh, how do I, uh, how do I do this? Where, where do you want to start? Where do I, I want to uh, start? Uh, tell us about yourself, Meta. Tell, where do you live? Can I get your address? Um, what What's your mom's maiden name and what street were you raised on? Who's your first grade teacher, by the way? It's uh, 420 69th Street. Oh, wow. Look at this. Uh, Look at this guy. So funny. Yeah, funny man. <laughs> funny. This is a shit show. Uh, I don't already. think my soundboard's actually gonna gonna like port into this. Sadly, so no soundboard. No soundboard. I feel like I'm missing half my half my personality if I don't get my soundboard. But hey, if Meta doesn't have his soundboard, he's he becomes a hollow individual. He's only one third of himself. Ain't that right, Meta? Um, hold on, let's test it. Yeah, it's not gonna get. It's <laughs> not gonna get recorded. It's, it said yes. That's, that's it all said you yes. That's all. No, it, it was. In fact, it was horrendous racial slurs. We're gonna cancel Meta on Twitter Tot- when totally. this comes out. Yes, please. <laughs> Just uh, make sure everybody, tell everybody how bad my music is and send them to HTTP. And why don't you tell them about forward that? Forward slash, forward slash, oh um, fanlink dot to forward slash, uh, meta with a capital M. That's, that's important. You, the fact that he, God, he really has that. terrible. The fact that you have that memorized, it really, this is god awful. But you know what? This whole <laughs> podcast, or should I say the Thought Lab podcast is terrible. And podcast. It's it, terrible as in our branding, I'm pretty sure. Now, hey man, you want to talk about like bad branding being effective? I got an ad for a sample pack company the other day, and it was like worst sample pack ever, and everybody in the comments was just dying to buy it. So sometimes going against the grain works. The most, the second most scuffed podcast behind the Misfits podcast. You know, Meta here is a fucking as we call boomer, uh, and that means that Oof. he doesn't know anything that has come out past two thousand and seventeen. He only exists um, in 2004 internet. Web 1.0. <laughs> so, you know what? You did What's mention... What's JavaScript? You did mention that uh, you are a musician, so, you know, and a producer, and you do other things, too, with that. And so why don't you uh, you tell yeah, some people about that? Well, uh, I've been making music for over a decade. Um, I got into music because I wanted to make hard style. Huh. To this day, I still have not made anything even remotely close to good hard style many awful terrible attempts that are never gonna see the light of day but i've never actually managed to uh to do that but um i did find a lot of success well quote success unquote in uh progressive house and uh you know after a decade of trying to make hard style i finally kind of cracked some of the keys to making good hardcore kicks so that's kind of neat and i got some stuff uh, some of that stuff cooking on the back burner which is real niche but i mean hey it is what it is uh, my, my music tastes are really european in general so all about that uh, that techno, that club stuff. Prague House is just something else, right? Like, um, 
you know, it boils down to uh, like my music taste. A lot of it was like um, elementary school was like Nintendo remixes and shit, whatever. LimeWire era. That might be too young for you, but hey. I know what LimeWire is. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm actually surprised. Anyway, um, and Napster. So yeah, past that, and Napster. Yeah, do you know Napster's still a thing? It's is like it? Tangent. It's Napster's. Yeah, really? dude, it's still a thing. My music's on Napster. Actually, I did not. I did Napster, not yeah. know that Napster. I thought Napster got shut down. Yeah, me either. Yeah, I had no idea they were still around, but my music's on it apparently, so that's neat. Oh, that is um, very neat. Uh, anyway, circling back, so my dad ended up working um, security at one point, and one of his coworkers was really into like trance music and shit. So my dad came home with these Tiesto CDs back like, well, I don't know, circa mid two thousands, I guess, back when uh, Tiesto. Um, I'm not gonna say that. Back when I enjoyed Tiesto, let's say that. That's a way better, <laughs> way, way better way of wording that. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, the Copenhagen tour, which was absolutely incredible. Uh, he played Dead Mouse is not exactly uh, sped up, of course, within the mix, but like that's, that's just that's called Nightcore, bro. Dead Mouse in the first place. That, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, you know, um, studying Dead Mouse's shit over the years is kind of where I really fell down that rabbit hole and started learning stuff. But, uh, yeah, that's a, a brief history of my shit. I've probably produced, uh, I would argue, tens of hours of music at this point, most of which never saw the light of day. But uh, over the last two years, I've put out maybe 20, 30 releases, something like that. I'm guessing. Weren't you, you were actually doing at one point uh, a release every month and then just didn't. Yeah, well, I mean, the pandemic hit, so... The, and that did yeah. affect a lot of... In fact, that's what me and Gene talked about on the first episode, was all about, you know, like, how much the pandemic has affected the music industry. Um, oh, it's completely... Music, culture, and arts in general. Oh, my God, yeah. Fucked. And, like, like, no support. It's going to take a long time, I think, for it to truly, like, recover and get to where it was, like, before <sighs> the pandemic. Yes and no. Um, once things even out, I think it'll skyrocket back really quickly, but the disappointing thing, at least within my eyes, is that... A lot of the the OGs, if you will, some of the the venues that have been around for a really long time, uh, those guys just got fucked. Like oh, they're, they're yeah. just done, and they're not going to be able to get back into the game when things start recovering. Whereas people who have the capital and have the ability to to jump in on that trend when it happens are going to be able to make mad gains. So it's like, I don't know. I I see. I think we're going to see a huge transformation in the entertainment industry, and I don't just mean music, but like gaming and everything. Uh, I think there's a lot of really interesting changes coming down the pipe as a direct result of the pandemic. That's actually interesting. Least, so I remember uh, you brought up from it. You made like a post. Um, sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off, but like it was just I want to add oh, on ahead. to that. And you you made a really good uh, comment the other day about how like the future of entertainment really is changing, especially with the VR. And I, my yeah. response to you. Was that like, especially like, because I got I recently I got a VR headset back in June, and it's completely changed like entertainment. And then as the pandemic increases, like how you said, like oh, a Ready Player One like world with us is on the horizon. I and and this is what I said to Meta. I said was, I I think it's already here. It just it's a matter of time as it begins to progress and evolve to a greater point. But because it's of this in pandemic, the baby stages, it, it's sure. still in the baby stages. But it is definitely here already. It's coming, yeah. And I, I am almost... I'm looking forward to that because, to be honest, like, I've, I've said this so many times, I'm not a very social person. But yet, in terms of, like, the social entertainment, like, um, I was in VR chat and got to interact with uh, our good friend It's the Chin, who lives across the country from me uh, for the first time using VR. And it was, like, a surreal experience. And I enjoyed that. 
eight times more than I would going out into town and hanging out with someone I know personally. And I, I think that, like, a lot of people are starting to, like, kind of not necessarily realize that, but it's, like, I can have far greater social experience in my room using this technology to interact with other people I know than to actually have to go outside and do not like you know because like in vr you know you can in vr chat you can watch movies with people and whatnot you don't need to go get fucking dressed or anything you don't need to spend all this money at least for now (laughs) (laughs) you don't need to spend all this money and whatnot like you know what i mean like it's 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 a more reliable experience almost you know and and i i think that like as people are going to slowly realize that more and more and more uh the the entertainment industry even like I think the focus is definitely going to switch a lot more to at-home entertainment in the form of virtual reality. It's it's definitely there's no doubt. There's no doubt. As someone who works in the uh, the home theater kind of um, that's a funny way to say you work at Best Buy. I well, I work in Best Buy. I don't work for Best Buy. That's an important <laughs> distinction. Um, but yeah, as somebody who works in that industry, you're absolutely right. I obviously can't spill too many beans because a lot of that isn't public yet. Oh, of but, course, um, yeah. I, I think that uh, I think you're definitely right on that. That at home, uh, based entertainment systems and stuff, and providing more high quality content and more content in general uh, to the consuming public is going to be uh, a priority for some of the bigger guys going forward. Um, and are you looking? Yeah, I wanted to, that to circle back real quick. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think well, okay. So I want to touch on a couple points based on what you said. First off, um, VR with the chin halfway across the country for you, five minutes down the road. Okay, for well me. you know, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I, was, I just thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you're talking about how like people and social and people using uh, like online and all that stuff. With like my generation and younger, I think you're absolutely right. Like my brother's a little younger than me. My cousin's a little younger than me. Like everybody. Uh, around my age and younger, uh, my, my girlfriend, uh, you know, same thing. She's most of her friends are online as well. So we've kind of already a lot of us have established this, you know, most of our friends are online or over the Internet. Oh, uh, I yeah. think that it's it's kind of, uh, I guess, like self-fulfilling in the sense that when you have people with, I would argue, niche interests, you know, if there's not a lot of people locally that share those same interests, you're going to find those people elsewhere. And that's just one of the the many wonders of the internet. So, and and not just that. I think I what I mean more to the the sense is that like, not even just with um people locally, but just like an overall, for both like your local friends and your online friends of just like this complete shift of how we interact with them socially, to the point where like I I eventually see us reaching a point where. Um, to hang out with your friends, you'll rarely, even then, like, they've definitely expanded a lot more with the pandemic, like, friends who I used to, like, like, physically hang out with, even as, like, things have, like, starting to lighten up and whatnot, I've gone from, you know, I'd see them constantly in person to now, I'm just as close with them, maybe even closer, and it's all through online experiences, rather than, like, what would be before, like, oh, hey, let's go meet up in town and hang out, do some shit, now it's like, oh, hey, you want to jump on Discord and do, like, some games or some shit, and the fact that, like, we've seen that change, and of course, and the, the pandemic is the big influence on why that's happened, of course. But it's just the fact that, like, because of that and how things are changing towards that, like, rather than let's let's go out, like, let's just do something in person online because of everyone getting so used to that. I think that's, like, that's what I mean. Like, I think not just in terms of, like, your available social, like, real-life in-person group, like, just, like, in general. You know what I mean by that, you know? 
Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like there's a couple things that kind of catalyze that. Um, one of them just being travel time and the whole concept of, like, if you want to go hang out with somebody physically, you got to go there. And in some cases, that's more time than in other cases. But, like, um, obviously with the panini, the parachute, the other, you know, three-syllable P-word, um, it, it's been kind of... Um, that's the word I'm looking for. It's it's more prominent, right? More people are doing it. Zoom classes and stuff have taken off. It's more of a societal norm, not by choice, but by kind of, you know, as reaction based on the uh, the piccolo. And, um, yeah, it, I, my question is how much is it going to last? I feel like for, for my generation and for the younger generations, um, we're used to digital, right? We're already, this is oh, not yeah. new to us. I feel like some of my other friends that are a little bit older, like the older millennials or uh, you know Gen X, um, some of the guys who are a little bit less technology literate, they're struggling. And I don't foresee them um, being super eager to jump into a, a fully digital world, so to speak, like that. Like, there's always going to be that desire to uh, definitely hang out in person. And I get that, absolutely. Like, I'm oh, not saying same. that you just like, live online 24-7. No, of course. Like, we probably need physical unhealthy. interaction with people. Yeah, Absolutely. But um, I do definitely appreciate the uh, the opportunities that the internet has afforded us in terms of interconnectivity, uh, assuming that you don't factor in, you know, the was it social media bubbles and all that shit, thanks to uh, uh, algorithms and feedback and all that crap, echo chambers that we find ourselves in and disinformation. The internet really has just been a uh, a double edged sword, if you will. It's been just as as helpful of a tool as it's been. It's caused its own problems. But I mean, that could be said. That's true of anything, right? Oh no! Yeah, nothing is inherently good or evil. It's just how it's applied. Exactly, and and I'm definitely I. In fact, speaking how you mentioned Zoom, um, like literally today was my first day in which I because we were still doing in person school learning. We we um after Christmas break they like we had like a month of doing at home learning because of the uh, increase in COVID cases. However, yeah, like today I made the switch and I've, as of today, I've been starting online at home learning and will be finishing uh, the, like my last year of high school at home. And honestly, like just, it's something that I've come so used to where I was actually more stressed to be out in person having to like just see people and like the, the, the always that concern of the risk of like oh like what if i catch this like i put my family at risk that now it's like you know at first what seemed like oh my god like we're doing school online at home like what the fuck is this has now become more of like i want to do school online please don't make me go in person like it's it just well, it's crazy cartman honestly like how like from the uh not even the like, pandemic <laughs> episode for south park i have actually yet to watch so that good. oh dude if you if you're listening to this right now and you haven't already seen that go look it up it's I, actually I, amazing. I will go i i, I plan to i'm just lazy but Add yeah it it's crazy how like in a year's time i went from you know oh boy can't uh can't wait to go to school uh and i want to go back to fuck online this so sucks to now it's like i don't i don't want anything to do with you people in person fuck you all <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, yeah. Like I, I wish I had the opportunity to work from home. That's kind of one of the reasons I've been taking some courses and trying to educate myself in different fields and try and find work that I can do remotely. Because uh, if you think about it, even outside of the the panini, um, it's uh, commute times, dude. Like I work on the other side of the city. It's like uh, uh, how do I word this? So it's like a thirty minute drive. We'll say um, there and back. So it's an hour of every working day that I'm spending going back and forth to work like if i work from home if i have the opportunity to work remotely that's that's a workout 
You know what I mean? Oh, like that, yeah. that means I can take the time that I would, you know, go to workout and I can apply that to something else that may or may not be more productive, right? And, how, and that's the thing, honestly, is it's, it's like, you know, it, it, uh, even then, like, I know, like, <laughs> my friends will always text me, like, how, like, tired they were today uh, and shit. And it was, um, and like, I'm like, oh, like, like they're like, tell me how, like, you know, you, you, they got to go to bed super early because they're getting up at, like, 6 o'clock to get ready to be at school at 8 whatnot. I'm like, bro. I'm at a point now, it's so nice. Like, 7.45, my alarm goes off. I reach my arm across the room, press power on my desktop here, and then spend five minutes in bed, slowly make my way up and sit down to go basically sign and do, like, a Google Meets for five minutes and then fucking jerk my dick for the next, like, rest of the day. And it is just amazing. And and it... it Hashtag productivity. <laughs> productivity. And, that, and that's that's, like... It's it's almost like I said, like it's it's to a point now where it's almost weird to not be at home, you know. Like I've become so accustomed to staying at home, working at home, doing almost everything I do at home, be lonely at home, <laughs> and just doing all that. It's just it's it's so weird to go out now. Like it just it I almost feel uncomfortable. Do you, do you feel that at all? You know, like do uh, I don't know. I've always been content sitting at home, like. Uh... If you, if you know me really well, I've invested most of my disposable income over the last, like, decade into my studio and into my craft and into my art. He has so, a like, sexy studio. I have... Okay, my, my dad calls it NASA of the North. <laughs> He's not wrong. It's it's pretty nuts. Um, But, like, it, it's kind of like... It's a trap in a way because, like, I, I've, I've put so much effort into this that every second that I spend not using it, I feel like I'm not getting the value out of my purchases, right? So, like... That's not cool. But what is cool is that um, I'm fortunate enough to be in a situation where with the restrictions we have locally here, uh, in, in-person gatherings are just a no-go right now. Outside, there's a limitation, but like at the time of recording anyway, um, you're, you're not supposed to hang out with people uh, pretty much, period. It's basically just households, right? There is a small exception to that. So uh, because my girlfriend lives alone, I can go over and see her. But because I, I have uh, other people that live with me, uh, like roommates, if you will, um, you know, I, I, she can't come here. So say what you will. But, um, you know, I basically leave my house, uh, you know, to go see her outside of like normal functions like work and, and buying stuff and etc. So like, yeah, I don't know. And even then, man, it's I've been putting a lot of effort into trying to get organized and productivity and all that stuff lately. And it's. Even just making the effort to try and get organized and, and be more productive with your life, you'll see improvements on your productivity. You know, like I, I've learned from some pretty notable individuals. Uh, I've got some really good tips on productivity from people like uh, uh, Tom Anthony. He's a really good um, productivity guru. I learned a lot of stuff from him. And like even just applying or even attempting to apply some of the stuff that I've learned, you become more productive. You become more aware of how you spend your time. And and. It's tricky in the sense that the hardest part is conditioning your brain to do what you want to do, to stick on schedule, to create that schedule, to keep track of all your stuff. But um, That's so hard to do, though, honestly. It is, it is. And that is the hardest part, honestly, is just getting into the habit. Because, right? like, anyone because can the... tell themselves, like, I constantly am like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be productive. And then five hours go by. And what have I done? Uh, nothing. Fuck all. Yeah. No, literally yesterday I woke up and I was like, okay, workout shower jump in the studio polish off these tracks i gotta get this sent off to a label that i'm talking to blah 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 blah. you know what ended up happening that day you jacked I off upstairs and i watched i watched fringe really great show by the way Fringe. never is heard of it how good older. can it be if i've uh, never heard of it 
Oh, so good, dude. J.J. Abrams before, like, way back. It's think uh, Criminal Minds. He was cool. <laughs> think Criminal Minds, but like sci-fi, X-Files, uh, fringe science, like oh, okay. astral projection and alternate dimensions and all that kind of shit. It's it's really really good. Now, man, uh, I have totally a, a very important question. You talk about your studio. Shit. Now, does it have a very cool LED light strip? Uh, I have a very cheap LED light strip around the perimeter light of my room, and that's on what the I room? use for lighting. Okay, okay. Or he gets around the perimeter. He gets the pass then. Yeah. I was gonna say, you know, if your studio doesn't, this is this one goes out to any listeners at home. You cannot call it your studio, your gaming cave, whatever the fuck, your coom cave, whatever the fuck you want to call it. If it does not have LED light strips, don't even fucking talk to me. Okay, dude, it's 2021. Unless you're I hot, I don't think you can buy shit that doesn't have RGB. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, okay, Game now oven. that's it's it's me shit talking. Even though, so people might know, might not know. Uh, I just moved into a new place, and so I haven't actually got my lights set up yet. So don't 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 tell anyone. Um, <laughs> and and that's the coolest part. You know, you can have a complete fucking dog shit, but if you just add RGB to anything, it becomes about eight times cooler. It also becomes about eight times more expensive. But does it though? <laughs> I got an LED light strip for like that could cover this entire room for like twenty bucks. It's just not up yet. There's uh there's different like layers of quality when it comes to well just like anything right. The one that I have like I said is really cheap. Like the difference in green on the right side of my room to the difference in green on the left side of my room is, is noticeable different shades because it's cheap. Whereas uh. One of my other buddies I was talking to balled out and spent a bunch of money on his RGB strips, and they're just way higher quality. But you know what? It is It is what it is. This serves the purpose for now. And until I'm ready or in a position where I can build a new studio and kind of segregate um, some of the different areas of my living space, uh, this is more than sufficient. It will do the job for now. That's, that's one of the other pieces of advice I would give uh, people is, like, make good use of your space. Like, not everybody has the option or opportunity to have a lot of space to kind of segregate things off but you should and cool LED, led red light strips but you should try and segregate your space as best as you can right like your, your bedrooms for sleeping exactly be, have like, segregation bullying. segregation is a great thing oh my god wow <laughs> <laughs> what no and uh, no i actually i do agree with you because in my old house i don't know that it's not about the wow. segregation joke what i'm talking about is having like the separate rooms <laughs> Um, in my old house, um, originally I had a really shitty basement studio. It was like the basement metal studio. It was Death Satanica Records is what I nicknamed it. My, uh, and I, I eventually, we had a spare bedroom that was literally empty. I fucking moved my bed in there. I turned my old bedroom into this like big studio that had like a fucking futon in the corner, a nice TV. Uh, I had like my desk, my, like my instruments. It was, it was perfect. And it felt nice. It felt like a proper workspace. Now, sadly, I'm I'm just down here to uh, in this new place. It's just like I have to share it with my bedroom. But I I think that even if your bedroom is the place where you sleep and also make music, um, I think having a health not a healthy environment, but like having a room that like you can enjoy. Well, divide it up, right? Yeah, not even just divide it up, but like. You're not, I think, like, this, there's probably no science or logic behind this. This is probably just complete bullshit. But I feel like you're going to be more productive in a nice, cool room, studio, whatever the fuck you want to call it, that you've set up and put a tiny bit of time into making look nice than in the fucking corner of your goddamn cum cave basement. Do you agree with me? 
Uh, I mean, I would argue that making a space more comfortable and more aesthetically pleasing is not going to hurt your productivity. Well, I mean, I guess you could. Argue I think. I think. It, I. I think that like being somewhere and thinking to yourself like, oh, this is my home. This is like I've like I belong here because I've made it somewhere that I can almost feel like I belong into. It's got like my interest around me. Then maybe I. I think not that it settles your mind more, but at least like I don't know. Maybe like you feel. I know for me, certainly, like, before, like, when I started to actually, like, decorate and, like, make something that I was happy with and, like, comfortable around, I cert- I-, I felt myself become more productive. Man, I, um... Yeah. Space has been kind of a yeah. tough, uh, tough one for me. I don't have a lot of, of space, retail, uh, or, uh, you know, like, desk space, real estate to work with, right? So, I'm cramming a music production studio, a gaming rig, a general PC for like online learning and, and, you know, just general PC a porn, stuff. Yeah. Uh, a, a bed. Yes, sure. Fuck. Um, you know, a, a bedroom and just like an overall living space is basically crammed into one room. So like, I, I think I've done a pretty decent job, um, making use of the space that I have, but, uh, long-term, you know, one day when I'm rich, uh, is going to be a separate, like completely segregating the PCs. Like, I'm going to have a gaming PC, and I'm going to have a workstation. And if I need things to go between them, well, that's why I have a server, right? So, like, one day I want to have everything separated because being able to focus, um, focus is the real important thing. It's just the ability to sit down and say, okay, this is what I need to get done. Uh, No distractions. You know, shut your notifications off. Block out Facebook, whatever. Turn off social media. Close all the other crap and just focus on what you need to do. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it, being able to sit down and do that without distractions for 20 minutes at a time, you know, take a five minute break, do another 20 minutes. I think it's the Pomodoro technique or something like that. Uh, any any just whatever works for you as an individual, but just the idea to sit down and, and to focus. Um, you know, I, I took a productivity course and uh, what the guy was saying was something along the lines of like, there's no such thing as multitasking. Right. There's either focusing or split tasking or background tasking. Right. And focus is what you want. And it's okay to background task. Like if you're working out and you're watching a movie at the same time, that's cool. The movie's obviously not priority. You know, you're just, you're doing your thing. That's fine. But if you're trying to like make music and, and moderate a Twitch chat and, and trade and, and study and check social media and, and all those other things. I was so doing what you do on a regular basis. Watching Ducky. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, you're splitting up your attention and it's just hurting your productivity and ability uh, to do all of those individual things, period. Right. So I'm, I'm not proclaiming to be an expert here, but I understand the methodology behind these things. And I've been making efforts to try to um, to be better at that, you know, to, to do less, um, you know, quote unquote, multitasking and, and more focusing. You know, uh, yeah. So. And, and, and honestly, like, I, 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 um, I, I totally agree with you on that. I find myself often where it's just like, uh, I'll start working on something and then, well, actually, I think, I think for me, my, my big issue will always be, I'm going to do something with the intent of being productive. Like I'm going to go look for something like it, like anyone who watches my videos knows I always throw in like random fucking memes and shit. Like I'll go looking for like a meme or some shit, like some sort of template to throw into one of my videos. And then suddenly I'm down a rabbit hole of like, just suddenly I'm just watching stupid shit on the internet for like 25 minutes. I'm like, Oh, that's right. I was supposed to go find that one thing that was going to take me one minute. And now I've just spent what could have been time editing 
doing absolutely fuck all. And I think that's, like, how you mentioned, like, having a separate workstation and a separate area, like, where you can do, like, your fun shit with your homies. It on this. Yeah, it, it definitely helps. It definitely helps. Uh, I think that just boils down to the, the discipline of focus, right? Like, the ability to, okay, I need to go get this thing that's going to take me 60 seconds, go do it, and then get back to work, right? And, like, on the same token, though, like, flip side of the coin, it, it is important to take breaks and to not get burnt out. But managing your time, uh, if you have to set timers, so be it, um, you know, is, is an important part of that. And just being able to, you know, keep track of that and be like, okay, I've been at this for 20 minutes. Uh, do I feel like I need a break? No, keep going. Okay, I'm hitting a wall. I've been at this for like an hour. I should probably go like get a snack or, you know, stretch, drink water, you know, whatever. Just walk, take a, a couple steps away from the fucking computer screen. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm talking to myself here. But... <laughs> meta, meta, just this circuitly <laughs> um, becomes a therapy session for Meta. Yeah, for myself, right? No, just um, but yeah, like I think in terms in general, just time management and productivity, the the two greatest tools that I've implemented over the last like two years have been uh, to do lists and calendars, and, right? And you don't even have to like religiously use them to the point that you should be using them, but even just the attempt, like, oh hey, I got to do this, so I'll just make it to do, you know? Or I, I think okay, that's, I need that's this a is great like point. high priority. Yeah. I need to get this done. So I'll make it to do and then I'll move it into my calendar so I can see, okay, I have this, you know, chunk of time blocked out to get this done. You know, dedicating that. And that's always um, the hardest part is like you can dedicate the time. It's then forcing yourself to do said work. Yes. And that's where the discipline comes in, right? And that's the hardest part. So psychology wise, or at least how it was explained to me, the human brain, just like the rest of nature, is lazy as fuck. You're always going to take the path, uh, path of least resistance. Right. So if you're used to doing something, uh, you're going to do it. But you can you can literally use this mechanic, if you will, and you can hack it and you can hack your brain into, you know, doing what you want. So, for instance, if you're trying to, you know, uh, to start a habit of, OK, I want to start working out every day. And it's just like a, a quick, you know, 20 minute workout in the morning when I get out of bed. Right. Mm-hmm. The first couple of weeks is going to be harder than anything. But after like 90 days of not missing it, just consecutively doing it, it'll get to the point where neuroplasticity of the brain can change, right? It'll get to the point where um, it just feels wrong to not have that workout in the morning. And that's the point you need to get to when you're trying to instill habits and, and get into that, right? And that's definitely so, what I want to um, like try and do. Like I'm in a new place It's now. not it's, easy. It's not. But it's so hard. With like making all these brand new choices in my life, like switching to online, just being in a new place. Like I think uh, for me at least, like that is a perfect opportunity for me to start. It is. That. Yeah. If you have a big disruption in your normal routine, it's a good time to try and make additional changes. But on the flip side as well, you also don't want to uh, fuck, try and make too many changes over. at once because then you overwhelm yourself and you're like, okay, fuck this is not worth it right and i think that's so usually a focusing good point on one or two things to at a always time is, make uh... sure to take breaks and that's a perfect segue into i wish that the dentist would take breaks when she's giving you the fucking torture that is known as scraping your fucking goddamn teeth for 30 minutes straight um getting it done quarterly if you're one of those people that doesn't brush your teeth very often is definitely worth the money and uh just like i said with uh building habits and stuff uh, the way I incentivized myself, on like on a personal note, uh, when I went to the dentist and she's like bitching at me, like, yo, you, need, you really need to brush more. I'm like, okay, fuck, I know. Okay, fine. So I went home and I dropped like $200 on like a fancy ass toothbrush and a water pick. And since then, uh, with the exception of when I'm not home for reasons, uh, I, yeah, I don't miss a day at this point. Like you just get to the point where I guilt trip myself. Like I spent like $200 
on this shit. If I'm not brushing my teeth, then I'm not getting the value out of my money. And that that works for me, but I don't know. Um, and now, you know, maybe the- as as someone, I take I take pretty good care of my teeth. And even then, she said it was, it was perfectly fine. But there is, it, it's just it's absolute hell. Regardless, even if you have clean ass teeth, I have clean ass teeth. Well, not clean ass teeth. I got pretty clean teeth, and relatively clean, relatively teeth. clean teeth. But that shit is like fucking Vietnam goddamn torture tactics. Like I would take, and- I would take the stick rubbed in poop. That gets the wound all nasty. The punji stick. The punji stick covered in fucking shit. Overgone to the goddamn... Okay. This bitch made me bleed. I remember... That's normal if you're not... uh, Okay. Honestly, um, do you floss? Because that's that's a big one. Uh, uh, sometimes, oh, I yeah. I fucking hate floss. And no, see... I fucking hate floss. Yeah, and that's see, why I bought the, the, the worst part and it helps. Was it, it was helps like... Uh, she said some... Uh, it, it, it was just like... Um, I, I, I don't, I don't get bloody gums or anything when I brush my teeth. Like there's never any blood. Uh, and I see her take her hand out of my mouth and there's just like fucking blood all over. And it was starting to hurt what she was doing. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, this bitch just fucking like tore something open. And I, I swear to, I see there's like fucking, bro. It looked like a fucking horror scene. The amount of, have you ever had teeth extracted? No, no. Why? Oh, yeah. Whatever amount of blood you've seen, that's probably not that much blood. Oh, I'm sure it's not that much blood, but <laughs> but I do want to say this uh, this bit this bunch have been some new fucking chick they had working there. Because I swear to God, I swear to God, I have never every time it's it's the worst part. It's always one of those things where like when you think back to it, it's like oh it wasn't that bad, and so then when you go again, you're like oh no, you're just I was just being a baby that that last time. It's not that bad, and then you know. Once again, you're fucking gripping the sides of the chair that they put you in, and like you're just trying not to shit yourself because you're in that much fucking pain. Like, and it's once you start fucking um, rubbing it in between the teeth and fucking yanking. I swear to God, I thought I heard something snap in there. I have never been in such more distress than going to the fucking dentist, and that's coming from someone who I cleans his teeth. The only um, like relatable, even you know, story that I have here related to this is when I have my wisdom surgically removed. My dentist. How old were you, by the way? did the surgery. Uh, oh, God. This was relatively recent. I think it was 20, 24, 25, something like that. I waited a little bit later than I should have. I should have had them done earlier, but uh, it's just reasons. Anyway, so I eventually did end up getting it done. And my dentist, for whatever reason, decided, hey, we just surgically removed three wisdom teeth. Um, you should be fine with just Tylenol and Advil. You don't need codeine. Oh, oh you're my fine. fucking God. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not ashamed to admit that I cried myself to sleep. I, I literally screamed myself to exhaustion to the point where I passed out because uh, Tylenol and Advil was not enough. Did, did it hurt Holy a tiny fuck. bit? Did it, did it a little bit? Uh, oh, well, when I was getting it done, it was no problem. But once the freezing wore off, that's probably the worst pain I've been in my life. Really? Uh, not going to lie. It hurt more I, than I getting kicked in the balls? Stitches. Uh, yes. Yes. Really? That's, that's yes. some painful shit. I would I would take getting kicked in the balls over um over over getting three wisdom teeth surgically removed, uh, sans codeine medication. You ever made someone cry um, by kicking them in the balls before? I have. No, but I have a perfect tangent that uh, I think will be entertaining for your stream. Is a little fun fact, a little this Easter is egg. A, about, this is a uh, podcast, not a stream meta. You know what I mean? Pod stream cast. It's the pod, Thought Lab pod podcast with Janessa and Metal, except pod Janessa's channel. not here right now. Hygiene. Um, anyway, miss you. so rewind back to when you were like in diapers and I was in, uh, in junior high 
uh, me and my buddy just thought it would be cool to, like, you know, uh, wait, those, like, hang power on. boxes. You, now, you say when I was in diapers. I would like to ask, when do you think I was in diapers? I'm, I'm almost curious. I don't know. I'm making a joke about you being young. Anyway, so there's, there's that power box, and they got those, like, metal, um, you know, beams surrounding said power box. You, you got to know what I'm talking about. Anyway, we all thought it'd be cool if, like, yo, we could just run and jump and run across the fucking power. You see where this is going, right? Um, so yeah, I, I made like on the one beam and across and then a hard left across the second and then a hard left across the third and then a hard left to get across the fourth one. And on that fourth one, my foot slipped and, um, just like legs, yeah. like, like just like the bar just went right between the legs. Uh, yeah, 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 that was, that's, yeah. Now did that make it. you cry? Um, once I had feeling down there again. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not ashamed to say that. My, my like, fear is take always the entire like... your entire body weight and just land on your nuts. <laughs> You're not gonna cry, man. You got some fucking balls on you, or maybe not. Because, yeah, you like, might not have any shit, balls anymore. Hurt. My fear is always yeah. like, that's a good point. Like my fear is always like <laughs> you're just gonna fucking crush that thing. Like it's just gonna be like fucking mush at that point on the inside there, or like yeah. it's gonna go be- like inside you. You know, like you're gonna dislocate. Your- can you dis? You can dislocate your nut, right? Uh, I don't think you can dislocate it, but torosions are a thing that can happen. Well, is um, it not in anyway, the is it not in the proper location? That's dislocation, bro. Come on, I'm a doctor. Trust me, uh, Mister Doctor Professor Metal. I prefer to be called. Um, but how I was saying that I actually made my friend cry. This is a, a I think a pretty funny story on the topic of uh, kicking people in the nuts. So we were at a, a scout camp. I was probably in like the seventh or eighth grade, maybe. Might have been older. Might have been younger. I don't. Oh no, I was definitely in like seventh or eighth. And, um, just for fun, cause we're guys, we just started like kicking each other in the dick just casually over like the, like the couple, two days or whatnot. And I remember my buddy, uh, not going to say his name, but, uh, he, uh, he, he'd, he'd done it to me once or twice. I'd done it to him once or twice. Now I got pretty fucking tough balls of steel. Like, you know, there's a couple tricks to being able to take a hit in the balls, uh, and being able to just like not crumple like a bitch. And so I was just kind of like trying to like use those techniques the best I could. I remember my buddy, he's standing like right next to me, just crotch facing towards me. And I thought to myself, you know, we've been fucking with each other all weekend. This is the perfect time to just get that final hit in. And like, it was like nighttime. Like it was just us boys and he's standing right there. And I'm a, I'm a relatively strong individual. You know, I've definitely lost some arm, arm strength being in lockdown, but I was, even at the time, I had, I had pretty good fucking upper body strength, and I, I just look at my fist, and I look at his groin, and I threw one of the hardest fucking punches I ever had into this man's fucking dick and balls. This is an athlete. This guy, my friend who I punched, he could probably fucking bend me over and kick the shit out of me like it was nothing. This is a strong guy, and in half a second, he was on the fucking ground, rolling around, actually crying and i know that's really Gee, I wonder why <laughs> i know it's really fucked up of me to laugh what a fucking mystery dude <laughs> scooby-doo where are you but how, how how can this man possibly be rolling on the ground in tears <laughs> like what possible you know thing of events could have fucking led to this wow and you know you know after doing that looking back you know at the time i felt like a big boy <laughs> looking back i really wasn't a uh you know, I think that was if anything. Dude, I swear there's like an Asian game show that literally is exactly what you just described. You just punch like each other in the fight. dick as hard as you can. Yeah, literally. We should make that a game show. 
I'm I'll pass. I'm out. You know, I want to do IRL content, <laughs> and I I think that would be funny. You know, just I I've, I've always I've always said this that if I'm gonna do IRL content, it's gonna be the most fucking masochistic shit that you could probably watch and get away with on YouTube. Like I would I would want to do like I, I always imagine one where it's kind of it's me in in the middle control. Maybe I got like an airsoft gun. And, like, two of her friends are, like, doing something. And then, like, whenever I get mad, I'll just randomly shoot them in the leg or some shit. And if one person wins, I'll shoot the other. But, like, it just involves me. Basically, just an excuse for me to hurt other people and and myself. And, you know, I really think that that speaks content. Like, why do you think Michael Reeves got famous? Now, it's not because he's smart. It's because he's a little fucking spastic fuck who tases people. I want to be like Michael Reeves, but not, like, five Please don't give the government any more excuses to ban my favorite sport what uh tasing people airsoft oh yeah um <laughs> yeah shit that's i i i completely forgot about that like that is a sport that is at risk right now and that is very sad yeah well uh one of my first businesses i actually uh fixed airsoft guns so i've got quite the experience with them and how they work and the physics behind it is all really cool did you know airsoft and golf actually have a lot in common in terms of the way the projectile physics works yeah there's a fucking ball yeah, but like the way you impart a backspin on said ball to increase the distance that it goes. Yeah, bowling does you. the same thing. Um, yes. You ever seen a bowling ball? The fucking shit spinning in like eight directions. Eight directions. Multi-dimensional bowling ball. We're, I'm thinking the future of bowling involves where there's not even a bowling ball anymore. Yeah, it's VR bowling. No, not even. Not even. That'll That'll be on the next episode in which we explain my new bowling theory. Um, so actually, I read an article the other day uh, about, uh, you know, we got like 5G uh, LTE coming pretty soon here. Can we not talk uh, about the 5G and how it's going to make us sick? Okay, oh for legal, that's if a joke. If 5G joke. makes I'm you kidding. sick, I'm kidding. if 5G makes you sick, so does the fucking uh, infrared beam shooting out of your remote for your old TV, okay? Holy shit. Um, <laughs> the concept that 6G uh, internet might actually make like the Star Wars holograms, you know what I'm talking about? Like the actually? communications they use in Star Wars? That's what they're they're you know hinting at. That's, maybe maybe not. That would knows, actually be sick. Imagine that, getting be nude neat. pictures, and it's just a fucking pair of titties, and it's just like holog- a blue holograph. Yeah, yeah. that would be kind of totally sick. better than like 4K, 8K. No, hundred percent. No, that would be sick. blue fuzzy because you can like boobs. take your dick and fucking rub it in it's the like holograph. You know, flick Halo, it in the... Halo Combat evolved Cortana. Dude, imagine all over okay, again. Cortana by like Halo Ten. She's gonna be a fucking dumb Halo truck. 10. <laughs> She's gonna be like a dump truck ass, bro. I'm just saying. Just you wait. Oh, Pixar. Every game she yeah, every game she becomes a Pixar mom. Every game she gets Jesus. closer to that that ultimate end goal. Isn't Halo Infinite supposed to be the last one? Uh, who are we kidding? Corporate America. Bro, it's cor- like, yeah, oh, like, it did well. Yeah, I know, right? Let's make another. That's why Movie. I'm learning Nor- uh, Norwegian so I can go live in Norway. Interesting. Yeah, and that's where all the black metal happened at. Actually, funny story with black metal. Um, this is a really short, basic one. Um, there was just like a thing. It was like some sort of like post I saw talking about how it's like, um, oh, bro, like, come on. It's supposed to sound that way. Like he was making fun of black metal basically. And I said, ha 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 jokes aside. I can, I, I like, I, I totally get like black metal sounds like shit and I never understand people who try and defend it, but it still is a good genre. And I don't know if this guy was shit posting. I think he was dead serious because he seemed pretty fucking passionate about this. He thought that when I said black metal, I meant like black metal that was made by people of color, and that's uh, yeah, I'm not even kidding either. I mean, well, that wouldn't be an incorrect that way wouldn't to be describe an incorrect genre. way to like, describe it. 
But I feel that's not the black metal we're referring. <laughs> that was to. not the black metal we were referring to, and that is something that has stuck with me for like the past like six months. I really wonder. Is that legit or is that guy like just? No, is that I'm not me? even shit posting. Like this was like a genuine because he had like a picture and everything. I don't know who the guitarist was. And he says like he was talking about like how much he loved this guy's album. Like this guy was fucking passionate about this guitarist. I mean, Tosin from uh, Animals as Leaders is probably one of the best guitarists on the fucking planet. Guy's incredible. Yeah, but, like, but when I refer to black metal, <laughs> I'm not talking about that guy. Talking about the genre of black metal. Yeah, yeah like, and no that is shit. something that has like, always uh, stuck oh, with God. me. Is it Burzum? I don't know. I, I Burzum fucking... Okay, Varj Vikern's piece of shit, horrible guy, did a lot of fucked up stuff, but Loki, Dunkle Height is a fucking banger of a song, I'm gonna be real. <laughs> yeah, I can't say I'm familiar. I'm semi-familiar with, like, the concepts and shit. I remember one of them where... Uh, There's Mayhem. Fuck, I can't remember. I think it might have been Mayhem where Buddy, like, blew his fucking brains out. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, know, that Paolo, made the album art with it. Paolo Lin, as fuck. Paolo Lin blew his fucking brains out. Uh, Euronymous came home. He blow he brain in. He blows his he brains blew, he out. Brain out. Uh, and then Euronymous took a photo of it, and it was used on the bootleg copy of Dawn of the Black Hearts in 1996, which is weird there considering that Varge, not Varge, sorry, Euronymous had been stabbed to death by Varge at that point in 1993. So like, does that mean like someone? Unless there's like weird inconsistencies with the timeline and how things are released. So I don't really fucking know to be honest. I just know that like a lo- there's a lot of a lot of posthumanists shit comes out with those guys you know they just had a lot they were just sitting on a shot shit they're like let's record this album kill ourselves and have it drop like a week later just the whole beethoven strat hey is that what, is that what beethoven did is he, he started he started fucking dropping fire albums in 1984 no i'm just making a joke about how like most music is underappreciated until the people who wrote it are dead is that what, is that what happened with beethoven he couldn't he, he couldn't uh, hear well, shit, right? like most classical music was, was like at the time and then it became classical down the road right so like and then i know there's yeah, neoclassical like way after means they were dead new classical right uh presumably and I'm i had this conversation with my mom saying how like you know you put neo in front of everything and it sounds instantly cooler with the exception i mean of... <laughs> thank you i was gonna say with the exception okay <laughs> with the exception of, of some like neo thrash that's fucking awesome neo nazis oh we're still talking about awesome. music there we go that's the joke okay um i should really good meme yeah good memes good memes i was gonna say uh, as far as like black metal supposed to sound like shit i can't uh i can't really pass judgment on that i made a black metal EP, music actually. is uh is uh the whole the whole strategy behind it is to just take a 909 kick run it through saturation eq distort eq distort eq distort repeat rinse and repeat until it sounds like garbage and then dial it off a little bit that's the one thing i hate is that as someone who made a black metal album now meta meta understood this here because he knew that it was black metal it was like oh it sounds like shit and it was mostly just me trying to learn how to it was just it, it, it was supposed to sound like shit the corner of and your it garage was, on your dad's old walkman what was that sorry I said it's supposed to sound like it was recorded from the uh, back of your garage on your dad's old Walkman. Exactly, and and it was it was more of an experiment for me to learn programs like Reaper. Uh, other music producers didn't know that. <laughs> um, a, a couple people, not just like the one person who thinks that I might be referring to them, who is now one of my closest friends. Other other producers outside of our social imagine group. getting shadow tagged in this in this <laughs> I'll just, I'll just podcast like that <laughs> um, um but other producers outside of our social group were like bro this sounds like shit like like listing through everything i did wrong and i'm like dude dude wrong. it's black metal <laughs> that's the one thing like you know the meta, meta here was a real g and i was like yo does this sound black metal and you're like yeah from what i've heard yeah good job and i'm like thank you 
That's all I needed. Man, I've been uh, I've been making shit for over a decade, and let me tell you, my early work was fucking garbage. Hell, some of my my modern work is fucking garbage. All right, so like, if there's any oh, tip it, I can it give really people is, who are just learning music, I don't know why I said chat. Is, I'm not uh, live right now. It's so used to chat. live. I, you ever thanks do that? guy in the chat? You ever do that where like uh, you're live, yes just no, doing that really so much? Streaming that much lately? Yeah, like I I find myself constantly saying like like chat. What do you think of that? Oh wait a minute, <laughs> it's four a.m. I'm I'm alone crying in my bed. <laughs> Chat's not here. I hope not. In before metal starts a IRL stream. I are there's just it's just the the weird blinking light in my ceiling. I wonder what that could that could lead to. Doing me a concern. <laughs> but you know that conversation all escalated to uh, we don't like North America, so I'm gonna learn Norwegian and move to Norway. I think that'd be a cool place to well, live. Maybe I actually don't know where I would like to live uh, if I had to choose. Like really? if I could just pack up and set up shop anywhere and not have to worry about like income and finances and stuff. I actually don't know where I would pick because like obviously Canada pretty great. Um, I don't know how long that's gonna last. Uh, <laughs> the states is uh, a definite nope uh, for me. Do, do you I, actually I do you have a desire to leave Canada? Uh, one day, yeah, I think eventually, no, if things keep you. going the way that they're going. I just don't know where I would go. Europe is uh, is also kind of questionable I, at the moment. I think Northern I feel like Europe, maybe though. even, well, the developing world, eventually, I think is going to, like, uh, if you look at, um, I could be completely way off on this, so please don't quote me, but I think I remember reading somewhere about how, like, a lot of the developing world skipped over landline phones and just went straight to uh, mobile. Oh, right? really? And yeah, technology like just it's uh, the developing world skips rungs, right? Like while we're on that bleeding edge pioneering shit, like things just evolve so quickly that sometimes by the time it gets to the developing world, they just skipped over a rung or two, right? Like they didn't bother. Most of the the developing world didn't bother. Once again, go fact check this. I, I could be completely off my fucking shit here. I don't know. He, but he does. I, that I, a lot. I think I remember reading that. Yeah, um, <laughs> a lot of the developing world just skipped over landlines and went right to cell phones. And I feel like there's a lot of other innovations, particularly in banking, um, that are going to do the exact same thing. So I feel like um, the the developing world's probably going to just eclipse at some point and just get real developed real quick. And uh, it'll be really interesting to see if that all plays out that way over the next decade or two. And like, so like maybe no a country you'd have no desire of living in right, right now in like 20 years could, could be... become very attractive in 10 to 20 years. Yeah. I think that'd be interesting to see And you know, speaking of just like different countries and whatnot and like just traveling in general, something that shocked me today. My mom was like, we were just talking about like traveling and whatnot. Cause my mom used to travel all the time. Like when she was like in her twenties and whatnot. And she said to me how like she wanted to always go to J Japan and she just never did and still wants to. And that is something I never Japan thought I would hear from my mother, because she's always been like the real like I don't know just like just like and like not even like go to like the rural Japan like no she wants to go to like city Japan like urban yeah. urban Japan yeah that's something that always well, shocked me she's gonna have to wait until after the Pinocchio that's for sure and you know the one thing I I did say to her said like I said like one day I also actually I don't really want this see I don't want to go to Japan. Simply for two things, uh, a lot of earthquakes, and earthquakes are scary. Um, the second thing really being that, like, unless you're with someone who knows that shit, like, it's the back of their hand, or, like, lives there, I would not feel comfortable going. It's just so crowded, know. you know? Th Definitely. Well, Korea, actually, is somewhere I'd like to go visit. I think South Korea would be, uh, 
Very interesting. I actually tried learning Korean at one point. Really? May or may not have something to do with uh, my StarCraft 2 obsession. You love K-pop. Uh, yeah. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm meta is actually a uh, BTS stan. Fun fact. And because I shit talk BTS all the time, he's tracking down my address so he can cancel me using a baseball bat and a gun. A $5 wrench attack. A five... <laughs> Him with the rat attack. Um, Fuck. Korea is a very cool place. A, like, a, like... I guess what that's East Asia. I guess that's all considered. It just there's like a lot of places. I just I want I definitely want to go there one day, but with someone who's gonna be able to take me by the hand and uh, let me not go into a wrong alleyway and then get fucking shot to death or some shit. I don't know. That's probably just a horrible statement. That's I feel like that's pretty much anywhere that you go in the world, though, right? Like if you're, like, it's no different than like if you came to Edmonton, right? Oh, there's yeah. a difference between just like. Bullen in like one of the more nicer areas of the city and then you know being in the not so nice area of the city at like two in the morning you know what I mean? and, and that's what i mean like it's it, going to be the exact same thing pretty much anywhere else you go but it's right? it's, like, it's going to be good feels places like a lack of like so good english language in terms of like at least what i like in europe english is still very prominent of course you know what i mean like in norway i saw like a, there's like a statistical like the amount of population that can speak english like it's very common I'm only bringing up Norway because I'm trying to learn Norwegian right now. And so, like, that's at least comforting that if I went on my own, I'm not completely in a in the dark with, like, such a different culture from North America. Whereas so, in, like, East Asia, it just, it, it's so intimidating. It just feels like a completely, like, different, you know, vibe. I get your concern, but on the same token, I remember that we're living in the 21st century and that, like, I can literally open the camera on my phone and it'll just translate text for me. That is true. You know I, I didn't mean? think about that. <laughs> so like that 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 changes the dynamics a little bit. It's not like we're living in the '60s, '70s, and you're you're relying on a translator or some shit. And who fucking knows? You can literally just open your phone, open your camera, and be like, Google, what does this say? But yeah, right? it's a cool. They're they're cool places though. But their porn is really weird. You ever seen fucking Japanese porn before? Not hentai. I don't mean hentai. I mean like actual like. It's some it's some weird shit. I can't say I'm an expert on the matter, but I am under the impression that there's a lot of censorship. There's a, that, that's something that I've region. never understood why. Like, the dicks yeah. the dicks are always censored. The titties aren't. It's just the dick that is. And sometimes, like, the, the girl, you know? I, I don't know, dude. That's, uh... And, and then, like, the, the hentai, though, that's understandable, you know? Because we get that here in North America, just with, like, other shit. That's some, it's, it's some weird shit. But you know what? We don't kink shame. <laughs> If you if you enjoy jacking off to a fucking tentacle beast fucking a woman, you do you, brother. You do you. Do you. All right, that's it for me. Brush your teeth, kids. Have a nice time. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Travel is it's it's very scary. Like I said, I I'm 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 pretty. What's the word I'm looking for? Content being confined to my studio for the time being. Like obviously that's gonna change, but like. Oh, same. I know for me, I like I'm the same way. But um, something that, of course, as I, I told Meta, we actually found out at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I got accepted into my number one choice of college. <laughs> Not going to say where, because, you know, fucking don't want to dox myself. Just dox yourself. <laughs> but. But fucking. Hold on one sec. I hate, I hate you because, hate like, no go. one's going to be able to no, hear it's... that. Well, maybe they will. I don't know. Maybe. I, I crank my audio up on my side he's got so his he's got his funny sound commands playing but yeah it's you, um they heard and that's something that like i know i know air horns it's definitely going to be weird having to like leave the house not leave the house but like 
leave my environment for a second time because I just left my, you know, I'm in a completely new place. And now it's going to be like, not only am I in a completely new place, but I'm so far away from everything too. And that's going to be a big, scary change in September when I do move. It'll be a bit different. Sorry, what? I said that'd be a bit different. Uh, yeah, it, it it definitely would be, and it's four hours away. Like it's, it's a bit of a ways. That is that is in in Ontario terms, that can be going from fucking four hours. You can go from like, goddamn Brockville to, I don't know, fucking four hours is about the drive time between Edmonton and Fort Max, so it's uh. That's a distance. It's a bit of a distance, but it's not like outrageous. And uh, another put it big, this way: for me to drive to you would be approximately three days of stuff. Like, it's like three days of six hours or no some breaks. shit. Yeah, yeah, thirty-six hours. And um, to a day and a half. We know hours. that because I've uh, I definitely I definitely I've always wanted to go out west. I've said this for a long time. I even considered going to school out there. Just I'm gonna be real. Your schools aren't that nice out there. Um, I've I've definitely. It's alright. <laughs> I I I do want to go out west, and it I think it's just gonna be as I get older. And as time goes on, like forcing myself more and more out of that bubble, you know what I mean? And like experiencing the world, not being afraid to leave. Cause I, I, I think that's my biggest restriction is fear. Um, well, I mean, you don't learn unless you're uncomfortable, right? If you're just a hundred percent comfortable all the time, you never, you never learn. I'm not going to learn to expand. to get comfortable. Yeah. It's important to get comfortable being uncomfortable, but on the same token, you got to risk management and all that shit too right so you don't want to just like throw yourself into a situation where it's like obviously responsible but yeah yeah well something that meta is not with his uh investments as in he invested in bitcoin see you say that but uh i i gotta disagree (laughs) i think i'm doing all he has yet to invest in what what was the one Galloway Metals? Yeah, he's yet to invest. Yeah, in... I already told you I would have bought Galloway Metals if it was available through the uh, the services that I and use. But unfortunately, we're not going to explain not. what is so great about Galloway Metals. If you know, just go look up the stock ticker. Yes, look at their stock thing. You know, because if you know, you know. Yeah, well, I would definitely buy at least one share of that just for the memes. I, I remember like someone sent me the meme of of the Galloway Metals. And the first thing I did, I took a screenshot and I sent it to Meta, just so he knew. He knew how I felt. It's pretty great. How has been investing going? How's that been going, buddy? Tell tell the audience. Uh, I can't complain. Um, you know, I remember being like way more of a conspiracy nut in my younger years and just growing out of that for whatever reason. Um, you know, I still appreciate it as like a fun pastime, but I'm what, not conspiracy like, theories? crazy conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Conspiracy theories, uh, in just in, in general are like super, some are like, fiction. like there's the cool ones like, Oh, was the moon landing fake? And then there's the weird ones. Like someone told me about some like Senator in America believes in the fucking Jewish space laser that caused the California wildfires. Holy fuck. Holy fuck that's out there, dude. Wow. Yeah, I know. Um, oh, I've, I've nicknamed the Jewish space laser, the death star of David. Okay, so you laugh, but I'm pretty sure the United States had, uh, oh god, was it Project Star Wars with Reagan or some shit? That was an actual thing, if I'm not mistaken. It was like a space military, wasn't it? Project Star Wars. Uh, Strategic Defense (laughs) Initiative, nicknamed the Star Wars Program, proposed, uh, blah, 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 blah. Pretty sure. It was 1984, but anyway. A part of of me definitely believes, though... That, like, if there was, for some reason, a it fucking was, right? Jewish space laser, I feel like that wouldn't be a conspiracy. Like, we would know. Like, I don't I don't know how you would hide 
something that was big enough to cause fucking California wildfires, change the weather. I think there's like a bunch. Like they, they the chick believed that. Put like, it this way: the quote Jewish space laser unquote is way more believable than like climate change and you know greenhouse gas emissions. And I'm not even talking like carbon. I'm I'm talking like uh, methane is one of the bigger ones actually. Isn't it like like it's not what comes out of cows when they shit themselves? Yeah, cow farts are one of the or at least. Hold on, let me go fact check. And that this is now. why we should uh, just all become vegans. Go outside, eat your fucking lawn. And then, and then in 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 a month, not be able to move because you've only just consumed grass off your floor. I guess grass. the floor. Do you, um, do you I'm cons- under the impression that some of the world's biggest bodybuilders and like most successful bodybuilders are vegan. Really? Now, yeah. Do you consider wrong that, the Earth to sure. technically be the floor? Uh, if you're talking about like flat Earth theory, no, 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 no. I, I mean, like you're to. standing in a field right now. The ground below you is it the floor? If you're to eat. If you were to physically start eating the grass, are you eating off the floor? Why would you eat grass? <laughs> well, we're talking about veganism right now, are we not? Yeah, but that's not like grass. Like, yeah, but no, no. I'm talking about the like broccoli, the fucking like like no. I'm talking like the way God intended eating the fucking gra- return. You know, the man who made I hate the to choice break it to, you, bud, to but return I, I the monkey. I don't think that you know? grass was supposed to be the uh, oh what stone ape theory. <laughs> I love stone ape theory. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, if you were to eat the grass, is that considered eating off the floor? I mean, sure, I guess. No, this is a serious question. Answer it seriously. Uh, yes. Now, now, what if I were to argue against that? Like, it's, it's like, can the entire planet Earth be your floor? Okay, so here's my counter-argument, then. Uh, if I go to a field, all right, and then build like a little thing with some two by fours that lifts the, like a platform, and then I plant grass on that platform, and you eat that grass. Is that the floor? Uh, well, are you standing? Are you are you standing on the platform as you eat the grass? Either way, then yeah. It's, if it's like a, if it's a platform, then yeah, it's a floor. Interesting. I I'm I'm actually considering. But I could stand on a table, field. so like if I if I if I can stand on a table, then you're not eating off like the floor. Put... I'm talking about like you're on your fucking hands and knees, Meta. Hands and that knees. That seems primitive. We we have like sporks and shit, dude. Primitive. It's the 21st century. You know, uh, it, it's it's really it's an interesting uh, subject about how like if a pig returns to the wild, it like, can like grow tusks or some shit and like grow hair. So it makes me think: Is Bigfoot just a man, like a man who made a choice? A, a choice to return to monkey, you know, return to his primitive roots, rejecting his humanity. Um, run that by me again, sorry. So like, okay, so like, like when a pig goes out to the wild, it like grows like, like within like a certain amount of time, like grows like its tusks again, and like starts to like grow hair and shit. So like, like what if Bigfoot? Like what if Bigfoot is simply just a man who made that choice, you know? To reject his humanity. It's something that definitely makes me think, you know, just like going out in the wild, I think we'd all like to believe ourselves to be those fucking Indian guys on YouTube who build like a goddamn super fortress. But like, we all know that I think in reality, most of us would die by like a fucking venomous snake within the first five minutes. Do you think in the, in the woods you would do good? Um, I have a little bit of like survival training. Um, my dad's military background. I have like cadets and shit, so like I know a little bit. But uh, to be honest, I'm I'm pretty like urbanized, so uh, 
I don't know. I, I'd take a 50-50 on that one. While we were, were chatting, I just looked up some stuff real quick here. So CO2 is definitely the bigger emission by comparison. Methane's only 10%, carbon dioxide's 81%, but also uh, there's a global warming potential metric. Uh, CO2 defaults to one, whereas methane is 28 to 36 over 100 years. So it's significantly more impactful. Take of that what you will. All of that was from the United States Environmental Protection Agency. I have no uh, idea what any of that means. Agency. I don't know. We, we talked about global warming shit, and I felt like I needed to spew out some relative shit to back my shit. Did I don't we talk study about this it? stuff enough to fucking... Yeah, we briefly talked about it. Oh, yeah, on. we did. We did. Yeah, I, uh, I don't study this shit enough to consider myself an expert on it, so do your own research. What do you consider yourself an expert on? Uh... Mixing, uh, sound design, music-related stuff, and I, I use the expert within my niche, you know what I mean? I'm obviously not, like, an insane expert, but I understand the stuff. This guy doesn't know how to make well. fucking lo-fi. Can you believe that? Yeah, no, lo-fi is not something I'd be able to walk people through production on how to make. I can tell you how to, like, mix it, because I understand, like, the mixing and mastering fundamentals and, the, you know, signal processing and audio processing and all that stuff doesn't really change. It's still the same fundamentals. You can apply different techniques to get different results but the you know the, the basis of it is all the same fundamentally um i think that's actually a good point with lo-fi i saw a thing talking about how it's like for a lot of metalheads and I, I kind of agreed with this like you start off with rock then you move up to heavy metal then you're at like black metal but then the next stage of that you're just at like fucking lo-fi hip-hop and i totally did that like in my musical step now i have like very very diverse changes but it's funny of how like at least from my personal taste going from like like, you know, like, like light, like classic rock and shit to fucking complete noise and some like dumbass screaming a new microphone to just like fucking straight up, like the most chill ass, like ambient music you can get. Like, did you ever experience that as a kid? They have their niches, right? Like in my case, like I said, I started with like techno remixes of Nintendo shit into trance into prog house into dubstep into fucking... Like, I skipped right over rock and roll and went straight into metal. But like, like, I was a huge Disturbed fan for a really long time. And then once I hit high school, it was just straight into, like, Cannibal Corpse and shit. I used to blast Cannibal Corpse. Probably why I'm partially deaf. Oh, um, I used uh, to blast same. Cannibal Corpse while I was welding. You know? Now, did you ever, like, see, like, your taste, like, 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 completely, like, like, turn around on its head and go from, like, the most brutal shit to, like, really chill fucking did you ever like go through that or is that dude i i fucking love cannibal corpse i fucking love owl city all right like i'm i'll take your pick you know um, i think it's definitely those, a lot like, i don't think those could be now, any though. more anti-polarity whatever opposites you know what i mean yeah i i think now though is like because like more chill like i feel like lo-fi has definitely taken a rise in recent years and like become like this really mainstream thing the past couple of years so i think it's definitely like a lot more prominent it's trending for sure. Yeah, I appreciate lo-fi, but I wouldn't oh, I go out of my way it. to be like, "Oh, this is my favorite thing. I love it's, this shit." It's not my favorite. It's good, either, but, but it's I, I love like, it though. Yeah, no, if I had to pick three genres that I actually like, just these are my three, and I can just stop everything else. It's progressive house, it's techno, and it's hardcore. Really, those three. I can. Well, okay, hold on. I gotta have metal in there. So it, it, that's within electronic, right? And then outside of that, if that if those three are the only ones I'm allowed for electronic, then I would say like. Uh, metal progressive metal like genty kind of shit and um like uh periphery animals as leaders you know that kind of stuff yeah um and then what else if i had to pick one more and try and make it a little bit more out there shit i don't even know porno grind yeah sure <laughs> if it doesn't sound like buddy doing inhale screams through a bong underwater then yeah, that's uh, porno don't, grind don't, don't even at me <laughs> and, and and like CBT. i'm definitely the same way where it's it's like um 
you, you know <laughs> shut up having like just like the really like <laughs> i think diverse music taste is is definitely always a good thing you know I, I look at my spotify and it's like what am i listening to i have fucking goddamn like like just any like a lot of metal rock and like metal but then i have like you know like my synth wave euro beat uh like lo-fi i i, I think like people are too inclined to only like one type of style of music and make the argument that like oh it's a broad like genre so it means like i'm listening to different sub genres so I'm, i have diverse tastes but like no you're just listening to one thing i think it's always well, like, i mean i feel like that's out. subjective as well right and it also is going to boil down to like how involved an individual is in finding music that's not because like how many people do i i, I don't know I feel like a lot of people just listen to the radio and, you know, just normie shit and just don't care. You know what I mean? They don't care enough to go look into whatever. So they know the top 40s and that's about it, right? And then you have people like me that are just, like, complete genre snobs and will just, like, you know, dive into that one subgenre, right? People are fucking heavy. Like, I know, I know someone in... Um, different strokes for different folks. Her favorite artist is Harry Styles and told me that I need to get better music taste and listen to new things. I said... I said, girl, I saw your Spotify rap 2020, and it was Harry Styles and four other jack-offs that you hear on the radio every single day. And now, not saying there's anything wrong with that, but... <laughs> disclaimer. Disclaimer. If you have top, like, 10, like, like anyone who's in, like, the top 10, like, radio consistently in your, like, top Spotify things... Uh, I don't think you should be allowed to tell other people to listen to it. And you know how I fought back with that? I just sent a screenshot of my like five different playlists that go from metal to lo-fi to synth wave to euro beat to um like alternative <laughs> and i it's said fairly and i said like yeah no i don't i don't need to listen to new things and i, I always hate that when people are like super fucking elitist about that shit uh, i don't know i feel like that might be systemic you know like music just in the way that things are you got to make money it's a business oh yeah right? So, like, obviously, the top 40s and shit, the, the big labels, because there's, like, three, what, Sony, BMI, or some shit, and one other, I don't fucking know, whatever. There's, like, three big labels, and they basically own, like, 90% of everything. And, uh, you know, if they're pushing shit, I don't know, man. It's branding, it's marketing, it's all that stuff that I wish I'd started studying, like, 10 years ago instead of a year ago, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's, uh, it's a field of study that, you know, I never would have considered prior to you know jumping into the the online marketing and the thing uh, now is it's like if you don't brand yourself well it's hard to grow even if you do brand yourself well it's still hard to grow (laughs) oh you you cut out on my end but yeah even if you do brand yourself well um if you don't have if you don't get the connections if you don't have them already if you don't seek them out actively if you don't try and build those partnerships with those key figures it's pretty unlikely you're not going to get anywhere unless you just start shoveling fuckloads of money, right? Because, like, yeah, I don't know. I, um... Like, I'm sure you had this discussion with Gene on the first, uh, the zeroth episode there. But, like, the, um... The whole music industry in general is just kind of slow. I mean, there's a lot of tw- uh, Twitch streaming, but, like, I started my business, uh, you know, with music production and live shows, DJing, event photography, all that stuff right before the lockdowns happened at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020 and let me tell you my revenue for the year not that great um and i bet you it would have been probably well i don't know it's hard to say i was actually starting to make some waves in the local scene relatively speaking uh right before the pandemic happened so maybe in an alternate reality where this didn't happen i am actually breaking into uh you know a stride and whatever but 
this is the reality I live in, and therefore, you know, this is the one I gotta focus on. And I, as much as I want to bitch and complain and moan about it, it's afforded me other opportunities. You know what I mean? Like, um, I've been focused more on diversifying. Because at the end of the day, sure, you're a great musician, producer, DJ, whatever, and you want to make your living touring. Well, guess what? You 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 make all your income touring, and now fucking the panini happens, and you can't tour anymore. If you don't have other streams of income, if you don't have other ways of making money. Well, you're, you're kind of fucked. So it is just generally good advice to anybody, uh, whether you're a musician or an artist or you know, whatever, to have multiple streams of income, to have uh, multiple ways of generating money, to be diverse and capable of doing multiple jobs so that if one industry dries up or is unavailable for whatever reason, you can at least default to that other reason and you're not left high and dry, right? So and you can always that's... work in the world's oldest profession. Yeah, if you want. I'm I'm saying there is nothing wrong. People shame others, but I'm like, bro, if in all honesty, you want to do that to get your 20 bucks at the end of the day, you do that, bro. Like, go. Well, I'm not saying that there's anything like nothing wrong, wrong with I'm it. I'm saying like there's for, not, for me personally, there's not a there's, lot there's of things right with it, but there's along. nothing wrong with well, it. Well, just like anything, right? It's all risk reward. So there's risks involved in working in that industry, and those are not risks that I personally would want to take, right? On that topic, so, like, though, it's it's crazy, like the popularity of OnlyFans now. Uh yeah, but I mean that's that's the internet for you, right? You uh, scrolling through like my Instagram feed and whatnot, and just like when just like seeing like those random people pop up or whatnot, like you see like the cosplayers and shit, and just other just people, and like I'll I'll view the profile. I'm actually more shocked and surprised. When I don't see an OnlyFans. And, like, again, I want to say nothing wrong with it. Like, if you on it, like, and I am fully supportive of it. Like, that's what you want to do. Like, go ahead. Like, it's, if it, that's how you're making your income, there's no shame in that. It's just, it's crazy, like, how popular as a form of income it has become. I think it's really supply mind-blowing. Supply and demand, my friend. And it is supply and demand. I think, like, with a lot of Basic horny gamer boys demand. locked inside their rooms, like, having disposable income to spend on someone else and again also is another thing people shame others for like oh you subscribe to someone's only fans like there's nothing wrong with that it's just it's crazy how big it's gotten it's like this past year you know what i mean props to people who can afford to sub the shit like that oh props that shit's fucking expensive dog like low-key like well i mean it's not that expensive but just money in general and i'm gonna start ranting about how money printer go burn currency debasement and all you know, that shit have but, you actually uh... considered starting up an only fans meta no, no, I haven't. In in half a year, you expect the Metal Von Sexy OnlyFans. That is a you joke. Guys. There's you heard it here first. There's not going to be an OnlyFans. Half a year. Only. Hold on. Today's March third, twenty twenty one. So one, two, three, four. Not five, even half a year. Six. Now, did you know my birthday? September third. September third, twenty twenty one. You heard it here first. Well, actually, not even like I was going to say when I turn eighteen. Matt, did you know what my birthday is? I do not know. Okay, so this is important for everyone. This is going to be one of the few times to say July 4th. If I don't have a... From you guys, the viewers at home. Okay, middle one second. If I don't have a million gifted games on Steam, I'm going to fucking circumcise meta in a Wendy's. If I don't... if You know? That was oddly specific. <laughs> that is oddly specific, and that is a threat. Why Wendy's? Because you're the closest one to me right now. In the... I don't mean, like, emotionally. What? Fuck meta. Uh, you're... <laughs> I'm so fucking lost. Like, I just want to know why Wendy's. Like, I'm not even worried about the rest of it. Just like, you could have picked. You could have picked fucking Shoppers. You could have. You could have picked Best Buy. You could have picked. F 
fucking Hudson's Bay Company, dude. <laughs> I'm going to circumcise places. you in Hudson Bay Company changing room. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, that's that's threatening. That's scary. <laughs> you know, Wendy's is like, oh, dude, I can get a fucking poutine and baconator <laughs> while I'm at it. Go, on, go fucking getting circumcised in American Eagle restroom. Do American Eagle have Jesus restrooms? Jesus Christ. I don't know. You know, American Eagle sells some fucking tight-ass jeans. I'm going to be real. I mean that like in tight as in like they're fucking nice, not like Literally? they make my ass jiggle. Okay, there you go. Like I, I fucking love American Eagle. I got their rip, like their rip black jeans. Anyone who's seen me in like my full fucking like denim and leather fit know that I always got to be rocking them fucking American Eagle jeans. They fucking hate is that denim or leather? Deather, deather. Um, it's like the H and M leather. So I think it's like it's like a a cruelty free leather, which I'm all about. That shit chill because it, it feels like real leather. Pleather. Ple- Shut up. Don't don't fucking expo- don't leather. expose me like Pleather. that. I think on that note of Meta expla- exposing uh, Metal Von Sexy for being a poor poor little bitch. Um, F. that that was a smash g- that donate button. HTTP colon forward slash forward slash twitch dot TV slash I'm Meta three M's. You know, I was just gonna say we're gonna make sure to have everything all linked below. Uh, where you can uh, check out all of Meta shit. I'm gonna make sure that you have. I'm gonna I'm gonna link his website because I don't feel like going through a million fucking links. And... I'll link you the bio link. It's got everything. I'll save you a bunch of time. Everything's got it on there. You can check out his bio link. And uh, I would like to thank you because sad. Like I said, we're gonna get Gene's gonna be back soon. He's just he's really busy. He doesn't have the time right yeah, now. And that is okay, Gene. That's... If you're listening, I fucking hate you. Um, <laughs> no, no, we're we yeah, miss man. we miss Gene, but we. You guys need to understand that he is a busy, he is an adult, and that means that just there might be an episode. Well, you're you're yeah. basically an adult, so like I'm basically an say adult. Say that too. like that's some sort of some sort of like separator. Gene like, is also it, it an is, adult. I'm really. also adult alongside Gene, but he's just busy. But he's gonna be back. Welcome to the world of adulting. It sucks. Hopefully, when Don't you guys are hearing kids, this, it'll be on you know every every other Saturday. So by next Saturday, hopefully, just maybe we'll have Gene back. And maybe Meta, we can get you on again sometime in the future. I, did you enjoy yourself yeah. here? Yeah, it was all right. We had a good time. He it fucking regrets it horribly. He's gonna message me a paragraph about how why, why I should go fuck, fuck myself. Did you make me do this? Yeah. We spent all this time. We talked about all this shit. And we talked about the. I never dentist. got a chance to tell people to invest in gold and silver because fiat money is trash. And how I should and how something about circumcising. I I don't really know anymore. In a Wendy's. Why Wendy's? Why Wendy's? God damn it, Now I want Wendy's. What the Wendy's, fuck? Wendy's, you'll understand one day when I have you strapped down to a Wendy's fucking table and I got the giant this ever happens. Like hedge this clippers out. Ceases is listening. Ceases. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, though. <laughs> till next time, I'm your host, Metal Von Sexy, and I will see you guys uh, on the next episode. Goodbye. Later. Brush your teeth, kids. <laughs>